Hello, everybody. I am super excited to do an amazing interview with Leanne Parker today. She's going to give you some great insights of how you can start an interior design business with no prior experience, some things she does to fix her money mindset, as well as how she manages sales. Leanne Parker is an interior designer and the founder of West 11 Lane an award-winning design studio that specializes in contemporary design with a bright, airy California coastal feel. As a self-proclaimed introvert and homebody, she insists that everybody should fall completely in love with their home. With her hand on the pulse of current design trends, she combines the new with the old to put it all together and reflect her clients and their own personal story. The result, an amazing retreat that functions well and that clients can be proud of to share with their family and friends. She's made her mark on homes from California to Maine and Massachusetts and California. Most recently, she has been in talks with High Noon Entertainment, which is best known as the company that produces Fixer Upper on HGTV. I am so super excited for you guys to have the opportunity and the insight that comes along with this interview, so let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the show. Can you just tell our audience a little bit about what you do? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I'm an interior designer, and I've always just really been interested in art, and I knew I would have a creative business at some point, but I didn't really take the time and settle in and figure out what that would be until I had my son uh, about two and a half years ago. So how did you get started in doing what you're doing? Was there any changes or turning point in your life that led you to where you're going? Or did you always know that that's what you wanted to do? Um, So I, like I said, I have always been creative, but um, I wasn't really focused on exactly, I guess, design, which is so weird because having been out here, um, I think we were here for about five years. And over the course of the five years, I moved seven times. And just had to constantly, you know, refurnish a place and redecorate. And every home has its own soul, if you will. Um, and, you know, like, I don't know if you've moved around at all, but, you know, one apartment to the next, they could be completely different styles. You could be yeah. in a home that's more, could lean more farmhouse. You could live in a, you know, modern style place. So um, you kind of have to be agile and be able to kind of work with it. Um, and then, so I had done that quite a bit. And then also I had, you know, friends and family members that would just ask me questions and always compliment, you know, my home. And they'd be like, oh, they'd come over and say, oh, you know, now I'm inspired to redecorate my place. And I I just was never putting, you know, two and two together, um, until I had my son. And I honestly thought that I was going to go back to my job because I loved it so much. But once it came down to, making that decision to put him in daycare, I just personally wasn't ready. Um, I know a lot of other moms are a lot stronger than I am, but um, I just couldn't do it. So I was like, okay, I better figure out fast what I'm going to do. And I love being a mom, but I also have been very driven. So I knew I had to have like a side hustle or something going on. And then I just can't even remember the turning point, but just one day it clicked and I just was like full force because all of a sudden I was like, this is it. And I was so passionate and so fired up. And for that time period, it was like, it didn't matter how many hours I worked on my business. It didn't matter if I was up till two and three in the morning, every night, it like, I was on it. Like, so that's what really clued me into like, okay, this is really my calling. 
So how do you manage having a toddler and running a business? Like, I'm just fascinated by that. I'm not at that point in my life, but um, even yeah. now, start, some of my friends are like starting to have kids and I'm just like, how do you even do that? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's like any other challenge, I'm sure. It's, it's just 24-7. So I think looking back, I always, this is my own personal challenge, but I, I definitely sometimes feel disappointed that I didn't start my business before I was a mom because I feel like I've not been at a disadvantage but it's just such a it's kind of like it's like having a full-time job except like it's two or three full-time jobs like when you figure out the time allotted so um yeah that's just something that I've been you know trying to overcome and um I do have a sitter but we're probably moving into something like a like a part-time daycare he's two and a half approaching three and he's a very social and active child so I think that it will benefit him to be around other kids and really have like a curriculum to follow so that's definitely going to help free up my time but until then my husband's just been really supportive so like for example his company is out of Massachusetts and we're in California so they close up shop at two o'clock our time in the afternoon it's five out there and um so roughly around three a lot of times he's able to kind of jump in and handle our son you know and then I can start working so it's tough because you know the three to five time period where you have ideal work hours like I only have two hours there to get you know called in and whatnot so I have to be really diligent about um you know pre-planning and knowing exactly what my tasks for the next day are going to be so that I'm efficient with my time um but yeah, he's been super helpful. And then Saturdays, usually I have like an off day, like my husband will just take over and then Sundays is his off day. So he has a day off and I take over. So it's kind of, it's a partnership and a juggling act. Has that actually helped you be more productive because you're using your time as much as you can as opposed to dragging it, dragging it off and like scrolling through the internet? Yeah, I mean, I think I get, I definitely get sucked in the scrolling yeah. social media. <laughs> Which, right, you're right you really have to be really cognizant of when you're doing that like maybe there's some times during the day when I have my son and you know I'm watching him but I can also multitask and kind of like you know seek out followers on Instagram or you know whatever I'm doing that doesn't take all of my attention so I try to you know move those tasks to when I'm kind of like with him too a little bit um and yeah, just networking around town. Like I, you know, I'll be with him and I'll take him around different, you know, small businesses and just talk to, you know, shop owners. We're, we live in a town that's really um, small business centric, which is awesome. Um, so a lot of people have the same mentality and there's just a lot of support for people like me here. Um, so yeah, but you have to be really, you have to be really cognizant of what you're doing and when that's for sure. So Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have a set process, uh, to go about planning, um, your week or your day that you kind of stick by or works for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty stringent with setting deadlines. Um, I don't know if that's the new England in me or just my personality, but, um, last night my husband and I were on the couch and I was like, Oh, I have to do this that, and the other thing. And I was, he was, I was like, I'm feeling anxious. And he was like, why do you feel anxious? You're your own boss. He was like, you can just decide. I'm not going to do that right now. And I was like, but you don't understand. Like I've set this deadline and I know exactly these things that need to get done in order for me to meet that deadline. And it's non-negotiable. So, so he's like, he just doesn't get it. And so I took a, I took a few minutes and then he was laughing because I took my laptop and I was like, and he's like, you're just 
you're going after it, huh? And I was like, yeah, I have to do it. Like, there's just no question. So it's just funny. Like, I think he's a lot more lenient with himself, but I just like, I have no, like, it's not an option for me. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Do you have any like mentors or do you look up to anyone um, when you've been going on to the, on this journey or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. So I think it's always a challenge when you're first starting out to not compare yourself when you're at your beginning to someone else who's at their middle or probably their middle because no one's ever at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that sometimes is, has been a tough thing for me. So there's just a select few designers that I follow. Um, one is local here in San Diego. One is in Canada. Um, there's one in like Orange County area. Um, there's one out in Boston. So there's a few that I really look up to and respect. Um, and a few of them I've had great conversations with, which is always exciting, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I hope to be at their level someday for sure. That's awesome. Has that been your biggest struggle up to date, like comparisonism or has it been something else? Um, so I try to mitigate the issue. So I know that I can tend to have it. I think it's pretty normal. Um, so I don't really follow a lot of other designers. I can't, first of all, I don't want to, it's like, it's good to be inspired, but I also don't want to copy people and I want to have my own style, my own voice when I design. Um, so that's one reason why I don't follow a lot of people. Um, but now I forgot your question. I guess that's been my biggest struggle. Yeah. Um, my biggest struggle has just been getting comfortable with being afraid. I think I was, I was raised pretty sheltered growing up and I think a lot of my family doesn't really understand risk taking as much as I do necessarily. You're nodding your head a lot, so maybe yep. you that too. And it's it's fine because it's like you have your own ego and your ego is there to protect you. And then you have your family members and friends sometimes that also have their own egos and have had their own experiences and they're afraid and they kind of don't mean to, but they project that on you. Um but what I've learned to do is realize, okay, when I'm getting all of that kickback, that means I'm going in the right direction. Yes, it's scary. But when we're all doing, when we're learning and doing new things, we're going to be afraid. So we have to be comfortable with being afraid. Like that's just the new normal. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I've definitely seen that even at like my age, even though I'm just initially starting this process, I've definitely gotten that from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so great. Like, just to take a step back for a second, I love that you started so early. I really honestly wish that I had done that. You're going to be so glad that you did. I hope so, because I honestly have no idea what I'm doing right now. I'm just, like, trying everything and hoping for the best, Um, kind of going in blindfolded, it feels like, a little bit, um, because I'm not going towards my degree or what I went for for school at all. So, Uh, that one Understood. And I understand you kind of did the same thing as well. Yeah, I actually, I studied mechanical engineering and fitness management in school, and it was great education. I think it's obviously good to, you know, be mindful of your health and know how your body works and know how to, you know, exercise it for the long term for yourself and your family. But it was kind of like, well, I mean, I didn't really want to go, you know, continue education. It's a lot of, um, it's, it's just a lot of debt that people get into. And personally for me, like I was in my early twenties and I was like, I'm going to buy a house. Like I paid off my debts as soon as I could. And I was ready to start investing and running my own business, if you will. Um, again, I didn't know exactly what that would look like, but I just have always known that I had that mindset and that drive. So 
That's awesome that you just went for it and paid off all your debt because I'm just looking at my loans and I'm like, oh, bless. <laughs> at this yeah, get a focus. That's the thing. Like it, it is overwhelming, but if you make a plan, then you'll know again, like you have a goal. Okay. Here's the number. It's, it is what it is. You can't change a number. It's not a gray area. And so then you just make your plan to, uh, to get there and that's it. One step at a time. You can do it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So that kind of brings me into my next question. If you were starting again, what would your biggest piece of advice would be for your younger self? Oh gosh. So go, just go run, go. doesn't matter. Like even if, even if you're making or taking a misstep, it's still a step. You know what I mean? And it's an opportunity to get feedback and learn. Um, My husband and I always have a conversation about, well, not always, but we've definitely, multiple times had a conversation about failure and he believes in failure and thinks it's a good thing. I don't believe in failure. It's just not a word that is in my vocabulary, not because I'm afraid of it, but I don't, I feel like failure is such a, a final word. Like, it's just like, that's it. You failed the end. But really I find it part of the process where it's like, you're getting feedback where, okay, maybe this wasn't the right direction that you're supposed to head in and here's why, and here's where you need to go. And like, it's just this, it's a continuation. Do you know what I mean? Like of your process, it's not done. No, I completely agree. Yeah. I've definitely had like this love hate feeling with the word because I feel like I was almost addicted to achievement when I was younger because I would always get attention if I was just achieving. And I got into this cycle of just achieving, achieving, achieving kind of for my family and friends recognition and approval. Uh So it's definitely been a struggle. You're totally speaking my language. Same thing. I get it. What has been like your biggest fear while going through this process of starting your own business? Um, I think failure. (laughs) (laughs) Failure in that failure meaning okay so I I sold my home in Massachusetts I had a little bit of wiggle room where it was like okay like here's the money that I'm going to use for um you know my living expenses and here's the money that I'm also going to use to invest in my business to grow it right and it took me about 10 years to earn that money so it's a big deal and I also have my son and I wanted to be able to stay home with him as much as I could so I had a lot riding on it um and I think, too, just hearing from my dad through the grapevine that he said something like, oh, she's just going to blow all her money. She's going to move out to California. And she's going to blow her own money. And even though I try to not listen to those voices, it's my own parent. Like, you can't ignore that stuff. Um, but I knew also at the same time, that's not what I'm going to do and I'm going to prove him wrong kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's just been trying to make smart decisions on okay what do I invest in now is now the right time is it do I need to wait a little bit longer what is the biggest you know return on my investment um I think that's everyone's biggest fear when it comes down to it um once you get past all the judgment from everyone it's just kind of like how how are you going to (laughs) survive it's a great question but it's Um, because I've been doing some mindset work around money and you know because we all absorb when we're really young we absorb our parents money mindsets and their yeah uh, fears and what have you and um just kind of retraining my brain listening to something before I fall asleep has really impacted me a lot and I'm just coming around to the fact that money just it's a it's just an energy it's free-flowing 
I give money out, money comes back to me, like all that stuff. And it's true. Like any, if I look back at my life, no matter what the struggle, um, I've always been able to pay my bills. Like it just, that's just what it is. So just kind of realizing, okay, like I get, I see you there, <laughs> fear, but it's not real unless I focus on it and make that my reality. I can also choose to make a different reality for myself and a different truth. That's awesome. I know I've had a pretty weird relationship with money since my dad kind of went into business and his business failed when I was so young and seeing that and being like, well, if you go to work for yourself or start something, you're probably going to fail and everything's going to be at stake. Whereas it could, small chance that it could succeed. Um, So I was pressured to go the employee route instead of like starting something myself. Sure. Sure. And I understand that too. And the one thing I want to say about that is it's very tough to take on a business with your family because I grew up within a family business too. And it's, it's, that's challenging. Um, so just keep that in mind. There, there's a lot of variables. It's not just the one thing that, okay, if you go into business, you're going to fail. fail. Well, there's definitely different ways to go into business that could, you know, help you to protect yourself. That's all. That's awesome. Um, so how do you go about planning for the future or knowing your next project or your next battle? Do you just go for it? Um, that's a great question. I just try to, I've just, since we moved here in August, we moved back, we moved to Maine in, for a year and I knew I was supposed to be out here. So we came back and I've just been settled into a new city where no one knows me. I didn't really have an established business here um, until probably the fall. Um, and I just knew that I had to network because I've, I know that from past experience and being an employee, um, that's your, that's your best asset is just you being out there and, and meeting people. Um, and I put out an ad in a magazine. I don't, I didn't know if I believed in print at all, to be honest, because I'm, you know, everything's so digital now, but I figured, okay, here's my investment. As long as I get one client out of this, it's paid for itself and it's an education to see, okay, this is something that I want to invest in in the future or no, it isn't, you know? So, like, are there other ways you went about networking? Was it through social Uh, media? Was it in person? Yeah, it's definitely social media. I've tried to connect with a lot of realtors and architects and contractors that I see in my, um, just in my city. And then also small businesses, too, just for people to just know me. Um, But I think that mostly social media is a good tool for um, basically just being a landing page because today's buyer is really doing all of their edu, all of their, yeah, I guess their study before they even pick up the phone to call you, they're doing all the research behind the scenes. So I just try to, you know, be on house, be on Google, be on Yelp, be on, you know, all the social media platforms. I'm on YouTube just so that when people search me, they have a better chance of finding me. Um, and then how else do I network? Um, I joined the Chamber of Commerce in my city. I figured that was a good investment. I actually, I've had a challenge with attending any of their events because a lot of them are, you know, breakfast, seven o'clock and, you know, I'm a mom. So it's just sometimes hard to do that stuff. Um, hopefully in the future I'll be able to, but it's just good. I feel to have on my website that I'm associated with them for now, just again, one foot in front of the other, really. Yeah. So how do you go about like self-branding and um, giving yourself kind of an identity with your business? Um, a lot of that was really fluid and just trying to figure out what came out of me, like as far as my style, because I've 
I've done so many styles in the past with, you know, homes that we've lived in. And um, I just, I did actually a, a brand strategy project at the beginning of when we were here. So in the fall, that didn't go well. Um, unfortunately, I was, I was, it was a huge investment. It was somebody who had held a lot of really impressive um, roles in, in major companies had worked with celebrities all the things and when it came down to I should have known this when it came down to asking before I signed the contract hey you know can you provide me with some phone numbers of people clients that you've worked with personally so they can talk with them and she kind of skirted the whole thing and made excuses and come to find out she as a business owner had had bad experiences with her clients in the past and then over the course of the project I figured out why it was a four-week project and ended up surpassing four months and it was like, at a certain point, I was like, you know, I give people a lot of chances. <laughs> and at a certain point, I was like, this is not working. I wouldn't recommend this person to any of my friends. So why is this good enough for me? And that was when it clicked. I was like, this isn't good enough for me. I have to pull the plug and fire this person. Um, so anyway, but going through that, I did, you know, figure out, okay, like you want to figure out what your handful of values are. What's the ultimate goal for your business? Um, just even thinking about color for me too, everything's so visual as an interior designer. I have to think about how I show up in everything. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, Instagram, like you, you shouldn't worry about being, having a curated feed or whatever. It's just too much aggravation to show up. But for me being in such a visual and artistic line of business, it's really crucial. Um, and just, you know, what does your signature look like? Like, what are you, what do you want for a legacy? Like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? So all those things together, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah, it's really fun to just sit down and discover, just do a big brain dump. I actually, I started working with another company um, here in San Diego that was recommended to me by one of my friends, which I definitely recommend. Just get a personal referral. Um, and yeah, it's really been, it was amazing on our first call within 10 minutes because they were pushing me so hard. They had me break. I was, crying in 10 minutes like I had never met these people and it was unbelievably powerful to realize like why am I doing this what what matters to me what's going to matter to the clients that I'm trying to reach like what matters to them like really what you want to do is figure out okay who who is my ideal client what are they doing what are they like what is their story and why are they even going to call me in the first place and what I found is a lot of my clients are new to the area, just like I have been. They left their house that they've lived in for 20 years. They left their state sometimes. They left their families, they left their friends, all of those things. And everything's so un unknown. And so coming into a new area, it's even that much more important for them to feel safe and comfortable in their own. But I feel like that's kind of like my connection there, you know? That's awesome. I think it just provides like so much more reason of why you do what you do and I didn't even like think of that even as a thing so that's really great to hear because um, totally. that gives me a totally different perspective of like people that move away and interior designers so yeah totally awesome. it's just important for you to feel good in your home base like that's where everything starts everything stems from that and you know once you're solid there you can be that much more impactful and effective in the outside world and, and just happier in general are there any specific um, social platforms that have been the most beneficial for your business? Uh, beneficial. I feel like YouTube 
if anyone can ever find my channel, which I'm still, I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers so I can actually change it from random letters and numbers. <laughs> so anyway, like, tell me, that was great. Um, there's a link on my website, by the way, for that. But um, awesome. anyway, I video is huge. So whether I'm showing up on YouTube for people to see the behind the scenes of what it takes to pull together a project or just an example of my work or just me talking to them, like I am a real person, you can get a little bit more familiar with me, a little bit more comfortable. And that's a tool that I use also on Instagram. I'm on stories as much as I can be. I, I like to just one-on-one -on -one talk to people and I include my son once in a while just to say, hey, like this is, I'm a real person too, this is life. And maybe I don't always have it all together. It's not the ideal situation, but I am real and can relate to you. I think it, it really helps. Yeah, I've heard about so many people just selling through stories just because they're real and it's not their curated feed constantly. Mm -hmm. So I think you do a really good job of showing your real life and also having a curated feed at the same time to keep with your brand, which I think is Thank great. you. Thanks. <laughs> um, so have there been any other helpful tools that you've used to help start and maintain your business? Yes, actually, the best thing that I invested in, honestly, was a, it's a CRM. It's um, stands for customer relation management tool and it's actually we call it a, the studio and so it's been a great landing page for my clients and I to communicate through via chat and then also I can upload images I can send invoices from there um, I can actually shop so I can select kind of like Pinterest where I can select different pieces and just pull them all together in one spot um, I definitely recommend that, especially for me when I had kind of like a homegrown website. My site is fine, but it's more like a blogging site design and I did it myself. And so the type of clientele that I'm looking to reach, they're probably necessarily not at that level. They're definitely higher. But while I was trying to figure out my branding and all that, I just figured, okay, like let's have this studio with 500 bucks for the year. Not a big deal. And it's just been, it's a much more professional look for me to present. So I feel like I'm really glad that I invested in that. Um, I mean, there's definitely, I've been talking with um, High Noon Entertainment for a year now, um, which is pretty big. They, uh, they produced uh, Fixer Upper and Cake Boss. They found me last May and it was right before we were about to move out here. And um, I just wasn't loading up my schedule with projects because we were gonna move. So I was doing e-design and just little baby projects. Um, but they said, you know, reach back out in six months. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is kind of why I invested in that woman to rebrand and, and all that. Because I was like, okay, here's my deadline for the six months. I want to be ready. Like when I reach back out to them, I want to look really the part. That didn't happen anyway. But then I was like, okay, it's now or never. Like it, it had passed the six months. I was like, if I don't reach out, this is scary as hell. Excuse my language. But I will always regret this. Like I have to do it. So I... I just like closed my eyes and wrote an email. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I didn't really close my eyes. Well, I'm a pretty good typer, but anyway. Um, yeah, no, I've so definitely yeah. written emails like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. So anyway, so we had the call and he was kind of like, okay, like I'll go through the motions kind of thing. And he's like, I'll just let you know, nine people out of 10, you know, don't get past the next thing, but let's schedule a, a video call and we'll do that. Like he was kind of humoring me. He's a really nice guy. So. I was like scared to death because again, it's a video call and it's high noon entertainment. It is like a massive, this is a huge deal. 
And somehow it went great. I don't even know. It, we had such a good time. He's such a cool guy. It was a 45 minute long video call. And by the end of it, he was like, okay, he's like, I'm going to edit this down to a two minute presentation and I'm going to pitch you to high noon I was, on Thursday. And I was like, what? <laughs> I literally like, I literally felt like my whole entire head was going to explode. Like I didn't even, I was like, well, I don't even understand this. Um, and he was like, just to let you know, I'm always the guy that's going to get back to you. Like I won't leave you hanging. So just know that. And he said it multiple times. I was figuring, okay, so Thursday came and went, and I was freaking out. And then I'm like, okay, this will take, like, probably a couple weeks, and they'll figure out this is, you know, nothing. Two, uh, two weeks came and went. A month came and went. A month and a half. Two months. I was like, this, they forgot about me. And it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just from Lunenburg, Massachusetts. Like, <laughs> I basically just started my business. Honestly, I finished my first full-service project last April. In May, I got the email from him. So literally, I had just started my first project. The budget was $2,000, oh which, God. mind you, the project I'm, going on, I'm working on now is 50000 So, like, totally, like, you know, I'm shopping on at, like, home goods, like, whatever, like, pull it together however inexpensively that I can. Two and a half months later, I did get an email by my surprise that I had been tabled, but he'd been working on me for two and a half months to try to get me a TV show on HGTV. Like, what? So then, so I, I sent like, it was like the nicest email that he sent me. And then I waited a couple weeks. Like, I was just like, thank you so much. Like it just meant so much that he said so many nice things and just even fought for me that long. I was just so amazed. And then a couple weeks later, I was like, you know, it's my birthday week. I'm just going to find out. I'll just do this for myself. I'll just find out why I didn't like, why, why was I tabled really? Because in anything that I've done, I always try to get constructive feedback. Like it's just, cause otherwise, what are you doing? Like if you don't learn from it. Um, so I asked him, I was like, do you mind, you know, so that I know what, what to improve on? He said it was, he was like, you were great on camera. It really was only because they already have a show, like a pilot in San Diego right now. So like it was location and that's it. Isn't that crazy? That's still incredible experience to go through and even yeah. go that far. And with all that pressure of actually like a TV studio, that's incredible. Is there a certain routine that you have or that you follow to help have excuse me I cannot speak today um to help you have a more productive day um I like to get better at that I really enjoyed your episodes that talk about your morning and evening routines and I listened to them multiple times and I don't <laughs> want to be that sometimes makes me miss my quote-unquote single life when I didn't have a child because like the morning is just basically him crying diaper changed he literally eats like five grown men together like that's how much he eats so it's literally like snack 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 I need a snack like as soon as I'll get him his food and I as soon as I sit down with my coffee he needs another snack like it's literally get up off the couch mom like <laughs> so it's a little in the morning um but nighttime I really try to just have some time to myself a lot of times I'll work um and then I like to have my tea at night and I've, I've been listening, like I said, to that, like the retrain your brain kind of like money mindset thing before I go to bed. Um, and I started Reiki recently, which has nothing to do with morning routine or evening routine, but I think it is the coolest thing ever. And I highly recommend it. Have you ever I, tried it? No, my sister's a Reiki master oh. on the side to add to the 20 things she already does that's holistic. Um, so I guess with the whole Reiki thing, I was just like, well, my sister does it, so I don't want to do it type of deal. Oh. 
<laughs> to be completely honest. So I actually haven't tried it. It is unreal. So it's between, so we're um, switching between Reiki and then the next week we'll do um, sound healing and light healing, like all that therapy. And then like the, the table vibrates. And it's like, it's really an absurd experience, but I swear, I feel like I literally didn't realize that I had swallowed a ton of bricks and I was carrying that with me for years until I started clearing it. And I feel so much lighter inside. It is bizarre, but I think I recommend that you should try it, sister or not. <laughs> I'll try it. I think I agreed. Um, my sister's taking me to the sensory deprivation tank. I don't know oh, what wow. that is. Yeah, like as my yeah. graduation gift. So I think that was our compromise on holisticness. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to check that out in addition. Yeah. Um, so that went into my next question of self-care. Um, is there anything else you do for self-care? Um, Yes, I'm very much tied to the earth. I don't know, like, I don't know if you believe in astrology or whatever, but I'm a Taurus and I'm an earth sign. So for me being, you know, one with nature and being at the beach, that's really key for me. Um, so I'll just sometimes just walk down to the beach um, right here at home, which is good. Take walks with the stroller because that's my life. <laughs> um and I started, I actually started up with a trainer again. I used to be a trainer myself. So for a lot of times I was like, I don't need a trainer. Like I, I know already what I'm supposed to be doing. It's just a matter of doing it. And then I realized, okay, I really need the accountability and having something scheduled on my calendar because that's the way life is now. So I've restarted there, which has been good. Um, and just trying to, trying to just practice being good to myself and just the self-talk that I play inside my head and giving myself grace and having patience and realizing like this is all new to me like when you start a business or even when you're running a business it's gonna as long as you're growing it's all new stuff there's a learning curve you're not gonna be perfect at it I feel like you and I maybe have like a similar background where it was you got attention and love when you achieve things absolutely and and especially when you did really well um so just realizing okay like this is new and maybe I'm not going to be perfect at this but it's okay. And someone's not going to scream at me for eight hours because I missed the mark. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you didn't have that in your house. I don't know. But um, sometimes that was my experience, to be honest. Um, so it's kind of like just realizing, okay, I'm safe here. Like, it's just me, me and myself. And I can be kind to myself. Like, why wouldn't I be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's like one of the hardest struggles is after you get past everyone else, it's just dealing with yourself and your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I did um, early on, because I kept, because I, I was so new to the business, and again, you have the uh, comparison that happens when you look at other people that are further along and compare, compare to yourself, and then also imposter syndrome. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely have that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're just starting out. And so then, so to be honest with you, so one of the good things that came out of my first um, brand strategy session um with that woman in the fall was that um she was like okay take out individual pieces of paper and on every sheet of paper you write down whatever you're feeling like I'm too new at this why would anyone pay me because I don't really know what I'm doing um I didn't go to school for interior design like whatever is true for you all of those negative beliefs physically write them down and then I don't recommend this but you could set each paper on fire <laughs> 
just for safety. <laughs> that sounds something like I would do. <laughs> <laughs> do that if you feel confident. Or just simply physically rip them up and throw them in the trash just by doing those things. And I'm always that person that I'll take online courses and they'll say, okay, write these things out, make a list. And I never do it. But like, seriously, guys, if this is something you're struggling with, I will tell you my mindset changed so drastically just by doing that. And it has made the, a world of difference. That's amazing. Um, do you have like a go-to book that have, has really transformed your life or anything like that? My favorite book right now that I'm, I think I've read it almost three times is You Are a Badass at Making Money yep. by Jen Sincero or Sincero. Have you read it? Yes. It's actually on my bookshelf right now. I just picked it up to put it away like this morning. <laughs> yeah. It's the best, isn't it? Yeah. It's really incredible. I read it the first time and I was like, I don't need to do these like silly exercises at the end of the chapters and got nothing from it. Then I reread it and yeah. I've just started to re-go through the end of the chapter activities. And I'm like, okay, now I see why I had to do them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a great book. Yeah. What was like your main takeaway from that book? I think just opening my mind to considering larger goals, like larger numbers. Um, so for example, two months ago, after reading that book in the middle, like I was halfway through it the second time around. And I, I just was like, you know what, today I'm just going to write a big number on my whiteboard. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Kind of like, you know, if you read the book, it, she walked through doing that, you know, several times. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't even know. Like this, I don't know how long this is going to take me. And here's all the negative talk. Right. But I did it. And so little by little, I have crossed that number off. As, you know, every time I cash a check in my bank account, and it is unbelievable, I'm almost like literally, I'm down to 20% left that I need to collect. 20% of that large number in two months. That's amazing. I've just, I started doing that a few months ago. And mm -hmm. weirdly enough, I started like getting money from my different things I was doing or like gifts. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm, maybe there is something to this. <laughs> There totally is. It's unbelievable. So, but, and also too, I think because I have a big sales background, and anytime I was really successful in sales, I always, always had quotas. So I'd put a sheet of paper right in front of my face. What was my, you know, with my quota for the month? And sometimes I would add a couple just to make sure that I had a cushion. And just every day, and I would stare at it while I was on the phone making calls like all day. And just insist, okay, I need to get one or two meetings. I know there's one or two meetings out there. I was setting meetings for sales partners. And it just sure enough, they would just always, I'd get one or two meetings. Like as long as I focus on it and I was really diligent, put the work in, it, it comes to you. That's awesome. Um, so where can we find you on social? Um, so my handle is West 11 Lane and 11 is spelled out. Um, and then if you want to find me on YouTube, like I said, the link is on my website right now. That's probably the easiest way to find it. And my website is west11lane.com. Um, and I'm also on House if you're looking for inspiration. But Instagram's my personal favorite. I hang out there the most frequently of any platform. <laughs> awesome. I'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I'm coming out with a sales course for interior designers uh, within the month um, only because it was kind of like 
fitness and health where I always figure everyone knows the stuff and I took it for granted, but I realized pretty quickly that in my industry, it, that's a challenge for a lot of people and just really building their confidence and realizing like, yes, you're worthy of getting paid for this, even though people will say, oh, it's such a fun job. Like, and then, you know, like, oh, interior designers don't make a lot of money. There's all of these, you know, limiting beliefs that are out there. So I feel like putting together, I, I've actually been in sales for almost 20 years. So putting all of that knowledge together in different sales programs and in a digestible form is something that I want to do to help other people because people are so, they're so talented. And so they shouldn't feel like, oh, you know, I'm not worthy of, you know, selling this getting this project or what have you like so anyway that's what I'm working on so actually I came up with one more question um how do you conquer your fear of sales it's it's totally a mindset you just you show up super confident like you just you have to ultimately believe first though in yourself and I think too like obviously I'm older I've had a lot more experience but I'm more confident and comfortable in my own skin anyway um but for sales, you have to figure out, first of all, all sales is, is you're solving somebody's problem. So there's value in that, right? But what you want to do is figure out what their problems are. And a lot of times, whatever industry you're in, it's going to be the, the same five things across the board. This person's going to have these five challenges. This person, like it's all, sometimes it's only a couple, sometimes it's three, whatever. But you have to know what are they, what is their what's keeping them up at night, if you will. And so then you come in as a hero and figure out what's the most efficient and enjoyable way for you to solve that for them, where they're going to enjoy working with you and you take that stress off of their plate. It's so simple. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. It definitely takes a lot of the stress off. Um, yeah. Anything else that you want to cover? Anything that I missed? Um, I just think like if you guys, you know, I, I work with, mostly empty nesters for clients but I definitely have I I share you know design tips or I have opportunities for people to ask me questions um you know about their own homes like on my blog too there's you know simple things that you wouldn't think about how do you hang window treatments the right way what's the appropriate size rug for my living room like a lot of times people will buy a rug that's too small or they'll hang their drapes too low for example and it's just like you'll know something's wrong, but you won't know what it is. And that's really what it is. So just like, just giving little tips here and there about how you can improve your own space. Um, you know, even if you're not looking to hire me as a client, like I think it's, it's totally beneficial. You should, everyone should be happy where they live. So, so definitely reach out. Don't be afraid to DM me with a question or, you know, follow me there. And I definitely know that you'll get some value. Thank you so much for answering all these questions and coming on today. It just means a lot to me when I'm getting started, and I know it will mean a lot to people listening um, who are just starting as well and don't really know where to go, um, and I think you're an awesome yeah. model. Thank you. I think you are too, and I have to say, so we didn't really talk about this at all, but I have to say this. So just a backstory: my little sister was around the same age as Bria's older sister, um, so I spent a lot of time in Bria's home when I was a kid and um, basically knew her as a toddler at the most. I think that was the last time I, we probably yeah. went over there. And I just remember, and, and I'm, this is totally paraphrasing, but they were like, what are we doing? What are we going to do with this kid? Like, she, you were just like, I just remember they were like, she's nothing like Kayla. And like, no. it, you were, 
a handful. Like I remember, I don't know if it was like a beer can or a soda can. You put it in the freezer and it exploded. Like, and I just that has stuck with me that story, and it was hilarious. And like now it makes sense. Like you were there was so much to you, and you're just like such a big personality, and like just like you were gonna be your own person like from day one. And that's so cool. And I love like I'm so impressed by you and so proud of you. Like even though like you and I didn't really have like a close relationship, obviously because we have such an age span, but like knowing your story it's just awesome to see well thank you I actually didn't even know that story so it's either my mom's diet coke can or my dad's beer can so (laughs) figure that one out Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. I hope that you got as much as I did out of it. I will definitely be listening to this episode again and again just to refer to it when I need it or I need some advice. And don't forget to subscribe to Leanne's YouTube channel as well as follow her on Instagram. I will link the accounts down below in the show notes. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and will listen to future episodes of the Slay in Your Lane podcast. Have a wonderful week, guys.